0: Hi, welcome to the Split Screen Gaming Podcast, the occasional weekly podcast where three lifelong friends score correspondent video games from each other's homes. Score I still on that a little bit. <laughs> we have a really exciting episode this week, I think. There's been a lot that has happened. I mean, really, do we know our episode's going to be exciting? We literally haven't recorded it yet. Well, we know it's going to be exciting because I know what it's going to be about. And we it's know the be content exciting. that
1: we're covering is exciting. We don't know if we're going to be exciting delivering it.
0: We're gonna talk about Mario and Rabbids. Uh, just uh, just about-
1: ignore me,
0: gloss over me. We don't I'm, fight on this podcast all day. I'm not fighting over, I'm just stating facts. We're talking about the Nindies. Oh, We're yeah. talking about the importance of franchises and gaming IP. The and Nindia then I think we got a pretty cool little thing with the Half Life stuff that happened this week too. We have a pretty awesome episode. There's a lot to talk about.
1: I didn't prepare for most of what you just talked about. So <laughs> it's gonna be a very exciting and interesting episode. Well, podcast that's what happened last too. week. i'll play the part of the audience and i'll be like wow whoa or the owen wilson star wars
0: wow 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 (laughs) oh i just found this video online and it is it is owen wilson just saying wow but every clip includes his nose being removed and it's just like his mouth and his eyes (laughs) and his eyes are really big it's the most random thing i've ever seen i hate
1: the internet (laughs) i hate it
0: Uh, people like the internet's beginning it will be filled with a wonderful bountiful amounts of knowledge that all of us can learn from and weird videos (laughs) including owen wilson saying wow
1: wow hey we've done this occasionally weekly thing night like i think this is the third wednesday in a row
0: it is the third wednesday in a row
1: you're welcome america and australia and spain and all those other places
0: that listen just knew that your week you know if maybe it wasn't so you only so great midway through it you have something awesome happen the split Gaming mm-hmm. podcast if it was a great week it's now even better because yeah the split Gaming podcast is on wednesday and you know I what else know happens midway thing?
1: they go out of business and sell all of their
0: games like gauntlet midway games. that was sad though but this is a good thing that's not a good you're thing. This right is a good thing uh you're right so chad We'll yep. talk about Mario versus Rabbids in a second. Yeah, but I want to hear about Uncharted Last um, Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy. I almost called it Uncharted Last Light, because I played Metro Last Light this Uncharted week
1: as well. Last Light. You, you, a you go ahead,
0: Chad. I want to hear all about you playing Uncharted Lost Legacy. Because uh, I'm, I'm not going like to just a, play it for a while.
1: So our, our initial segment of the show, for those of you who are listening for the first time, hi, I love you. Pretend there's a little kiss mark on your cheek from where I got you earlier, because I'm part Italian. Um what i played this week started that's with
0: i'm italian i don't kiss people on the cheek i'm part italian and i kiss Same. some people on the cheek but if you're all italian you'd kiss everyone on the cheek that's right exactly okay cool pokemon keep, keep yellow on my 3ds Re- were you really yep why yep
1: because uh, i finished uncharted lost legacy and i was waiting for rabbids to come out and i was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna hurry up and uh, finish Pokemon Yellow real quick, and I only beat one gym leader. So real quick,
0: you can just beat those games for real quick. Well, I
1: mean, I was already halfway through, and I quit right after I got Mew using the little trainer trick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played that for a couple of days on my 3DS, and then I beat Uncharted Lost Legacy. So I think last time I said I was on chapter five of twelve question mark, and then I went up at the end like this, and then Josh told me the next day that there were only nine chapters. And that I was a lot closer to the end than I thought I was. Um, And I finished it. And it was really, really good. I love the dynamic between Nadine and Chloe. Um, I would absolutely pay to play another full game with Chloe as the protagonist. Totally into that and their little dynamic there. Uh, It does kind of feel like... I think... The way I've been putting it in my head, which is probably not a good metaphor. I'm not a good mephoricizer.
0: Um, or making up words on the spot. Or, that
1: was an amazing word that I just made up, and you're just <laughs> jealous because you have a I am jealous. That was,
0: a, that was a good one on the spot. Um,
1: it's, it's as if it's all the same exact mechanics of 4, but you're playing as Chloe instead.
0: Um, I imagine that's exactly what it was going to be.
1: right. And it's as if somebody bought a tiny plot of land. They're like, oh man, I would love to build a little shed for my stuff here. And then they start building their shed, and you're like, oh man, you know what? I actually have a lot more stuff I would like to store in here instead. Uh, so I'm going to try to pack it in. Uh, we'll make it really, really tall. Uh, and so like, they were hamstrung from the beginning by the small amount of land that they bought. And I think the expectation that Naughty Dog put whenever they're like, this is going to be DLC. This is going to be a single-player DLC add-on chapter. It just kind of kept Uncharted getting 4. bigger
0: and bigger and bigger.
1: Right, and you can kind of feel that along the way. But it is still much better than most of the games out there. And you, it's only 40 bucks, so it's it's already like a budget, quote-unquote, title. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it sounds like it's a lot shorter, though, than Uncharted it, 4. It is. It
1: was like six... Uh, oh, definitely than Uncharted is 4. It a
0: th- is it only a third shorter? Because it's, th- it's a third less than... The cost of Uncharted 4.
1: I don't know. And I honestly
0: don't feel comfortable answering that. Because I don't think that's a good way to judge video games. Well, I think if you're going to make that comparison. Considering they're the same exact type of gameplay. I think that's kind of fair. Uh, it's not nope. like you're comparing The Witcher 3 and no, Mario. No,
1: no, no. Because uh, pacing has a big thing to do with it. How many giant set pieces and things like that has a big thing to do with it. And there were, mm. there were... This game feels iterative. Every Uncharted... Feels like there's some big new thing new piece of technology new gameplay mechanic new giant mind-blowing set piece and then this one feels in almost every way iterative um i don't want to spoil anything but it does some things that other games have done just in a much better way but it's nothing like mind-blowing or new mechanic wise but i definitely enjoyed it a lot i would probably like if i were rating it out of Forty one, I would rate it like a like a solid thirty-four out of forty one. That's a good score. Um But what I fucking love about it is that it does prove that you can have a very competent and awesome uncharted game without Nathan Drake. And I think now that they see that, I'm very excited for the potential of seeing more projects like this down the road. Mm -hmm. Uh so I very much enjoyed it. Absolutely worth forty bucks. If you're an uncharted fan, definitely worth playing go for it. You'll see some familiar faces that you love, like Chloe and her rockin' bod and her
0: <laughs> rapier I think, wit. I think one thing I'm excited to hear about, though, is that it's not like, oh, here's two new characters in Uncharted. Here's some weird zany gimmick that makes this game appropriate right. just for them. Right. And there, there are there are some really cool things in this game that happen
1: that I don't want to spoil, but there are some moments that make this like genuinely fun and great to play. And those... Not like, not like the giraffe moments in Last of Us, where you're just like, "Oh my God, the world is a beautiful place." I'm crying for no reason out of a giraffe, but like, some moments that like you go, "Oh wow, that was really fucking cool." What I just played in this video game. So
0: good. Maybe I'll check it. it out later on. I don't know yet. I liked Uncharted no, Four, you know but I'm it. not a you know, huge fan of the series. There's, I'm just, that's all you need. the first, the fourth one was the only one in the franchise I've liked.
1: Well, it's because you're stupid and you waited until you were 2000 to play them.
0: That's and right, then I'm 2000 years you old. You them And all I still play once. video games. You're an idiot. Who says video games are for kids? I'm 2000, I still play video games. And
1: then I played Mario Plus Rabbids, colon, well, Kingdom
0: Battle. Before we get to that, I have some games I actually played this week too. Was it Metro Last one Light? One game. Metro Last Light. Did you finish it? I did and from beginning to end and it is phenomenal that those games are so so good and the whole time i kept thinking this is how it was on like ps3 and xbox 360 i can't wait to see how the atmosphere and the tension is kind of ramped up when they have more power to kind of play with yeah because the atmosphere in that game is to me right on level with like a metroid or something like that in terms of like how you feel and how the environment makes you feel
1: how, did, how would you compare this one to 2033? This is the um, sequel to that one,
0: right? Yeah, so it, I'll be honest. It's hard to make that comparison. A, because I played Metro 23 a little while ago, but also because when they remastered them, they tried to make them as seamless of experience as possible. So it kind of felt more like playing one gigantic game with two parts as opposed to playing game one, game two. Okay. So it was very seamless going into it. So it felt like a lot more of the same. But how to me, that's you, a really good thing.
1: How would you compare it to Twisted Metal
0: 2 on the PS1? Considering I've never played Twisted Metal 2 on the PS1, I have no comment to say on that. But it was a lot better than uh, Star Fox Assault on the GameCube. Good. What about Star Fox Zero on the Wii U? It can't beat that. That's the best game of all time.
1: I uh, think I'm going to stop doing this podcast with you now.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I've never played Star Fox Zero either. So I thought you did. No, I didn't. You were so
1: fucking excited for that game. No, I
0: wasn't. What are you talking about? You
1: were. You were like, oh, man, Star Fox. I like Star Fox. I'm going to play this Star Fox game. I have played
0: Star Fox 64. I actually did play Star Fox Assault, and I didn't hate it as much as other people did. And Star Fox Adventures. I played both of those, actually, before I played Star Fox 64. I am just a gift to video gamers everywhere. Wow. <laughs> there are what so a, many eye rolls a that I got from our audience after that. Jelly bean. You are. yep that's me but Metro Last Light is a truly special experience and I can't I'm not going to talk too much about it because yeah. Chad has not played it you have not played it Chad and I'm really excited for you to, to play this I know you have it I, I know do. you should play it at some point because they're very good games they're very worthwhile
1: I'm thinking like it comes out on Wednesday
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have a week of vacation starting on Thursday that I won't have a nice. PS4 so Congratulations. I play
0: it. wait you won't have a PS4 uh,
1: no I'm going to be at the beach with my family
0: the whole time. Yeah. You'll be at the beach the entire week. Yeah. You're going to sleep at the so beach. So then I'm going to come back and I'm going to play
1: Destiny 2. And then I'm going to have like
0: just – I'll probably have like a
1: week where I'm like, all right, I've had enough of Destiny 2, but I'm waiting for South Park butthole. Then I'll be like, all right, let's break out. Probably Pokemon Yellow. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but let's talk about what the whole world wants to know about. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. There's a colon in there. No colon in there. Is there a colon?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Mario Rabbids. Colon. Everybody poops. Kingdom. I don't think it's a colon, but I mean, it acts as a it's colon. It's a subtitle. Mario plus Rabbids, subtitle. subtitle. yeah. Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle. Um, so, I wonder how far have you made it, first of all?
1: I am, I just, I'm still in World 1. Okay. I beat the mid-boss. I'm in the very first area that you get to the the Thwomps, the Rabbid Thwomps. I don't remember the name that they call oh, them. Oh, yeah. Game. Stompers? Stompers, Yeah. Um and this game is fucking great.
0: It's really good, yeah. This
1: game is great. Each of these characters is unique as well, which I was surprised to find. I thought they were all going to be like just very very small variations.
0: I thought you were going to have hero some Mario characters that Ubisoft can't really do that much with because they're not their own characters yeah. and then you just have these generic rabbit characters on the side. But the rabbit characters take on a faux personality. Of one of the Mario characters. You have like a Luigi Rabbit, a Peach Rabbit, a Mario Rabbit. The Peach Rabbit is my favorite because she's so stuck up and into herself. I,
1: I really, really like the Peach Rabbit and her stupid, like, getting beat to shit by a, a monster and then she's like stopping in the middle to take a selfie and she's like yeah. so full of herself. It's awesome.
0: She's and just, I, I've, I've always been a big
1: fan of the Rabbids, but from everything that I've read too, people who hate Rabbids and don't give a shit about them are actually finding them really charming in this game too.
0: Yeah, so I've never played any other Rabbids games. From what I hear, they toned it down from other Rabbids games. Yeah, they There's don't not scream a lot as of, much in this game. They don't, they don't scream a lot, but they do kind of leave it there if you do want it. So like as you're walking throughout the world, you might just kind of stumble upon two Rabbids doing something weird, and you can choose to observe them if you want to. If not, you can just walk right past it. So they do a pretty good job of balancing that, I think. Yeah. Because the big criticism of the game going forward is... Before we heard about it, uh, before we heard officially what the game was, we just heard the rumors was, "Oh shit, Mario's going to be with those obnoxious fucking rabbits." I want no part of that. But so those they, I think they kind of understood so who their audience was. They are really funny in this game, but again, maybe it's because they're toning it down. But well, there's a great moment, and this is very early on. This probably in all the trailers too, where Peach Rabbit meets Peach, and she kind of yeah. walks up to Peach, like touches her dress, like "Puh, this is like I'm way better than you, Peach." It was just, <laughs> it was really funny. It was all done through, through facial expressions, though.
1: I really but, like it. Really like it a lot. I'm I'm hooked as fuck on it. Oh, it I'm super is, hooked as well. The gameplay, I don't, I don't like strategy games. I don't yeah. like RTSs. I don't like Fire Emblem. I've never played XCOM. Doesn't interest me. But holy shit am I hooked on this. And it's getting, it's, the difficulty is there. Like, I've already had a couple levels where I'm like, I get to the end of it. I'm like, oh fuck, I could have done that better. Or I lost a character. And I'm like, mm-hmm. start, reset. Yep. go back to the beginning about really 20 super minutes super quick to
0: restart it yeah yeah so, it's really easy to restart but man i'm i'm it, that each, difficulty ramps up each world takes a little while too i was worried when i heard there's only four worlds in it but i've been playing quite a bit and i'm just making it i'm not just making. It, i'm just starting out the third world
1: yeah i might be about four hours in mm-hmm. and i'm i don't know how far i am through world one but I'm, I'm like one seven or one eight or something like that one seven i
0: think so kind of the the mechanics of the game kind of how it works for those who don't really know much about it is that it is a tactical strategy game but between these moments of tactical strategy you have semi ex- exploration to kind of find little hidden secrets which is kind yeah, of where some of the mario, mario mechanics, mechanics come in little baby puzzles and they're not amazing puzzles but it works really well to kind of keep you going like i've explored through world one now multiple times to collect everything inside yeah, of it once you I've, get
1: like the pushing box and stuff
0: so I've now gotten everything in World 1. World 1's completely 100 percent done. And there's some really, really hard treasure chests to find. Yeah? Because there are points where they'll you can't rotate the camera. Right. And so it kinda like you y- y- keeps your perspective at a certain point, so you kinda have to just nudge against walls and stuff to like kind of find areas you can walk into. But they're not totally hidden where you would never find it unless you went through the whole place with the fine-tooth. Time to find two comb. Minus <sighs> one. I totally messed it up, too. Minus one. There was one treasure chest in the first world that was devilishly hard to find. And I literally devilishly. had to look it up. Devilishly? Devilishly hard. I had to look it up. But I found it because the internet told me. Oh, you cheater. Now, what do you... Have you been experimenting with the different characters at all and trying different characters out? I only
1: have the first three plus Luigi. Okay. Uh, but yeah I have tried Luigi and he's more of like a sniper which is cool yeah um but i I haven't I haven't powered anyone up yet like with the skill tree the skill tree was a little intimidating at first it was um, yeah so I was like oh I don't like I don't any really RPG know. the skill yeah, trees is exactly. always
0: intimidating at first
1: so i uh, I got a move that allows Mario to jump on enemies as well after he does a team jump mm-hmm. that's a, I,
0: that's super useful
1: yeah um
0: Luigi, that's the Luigi one thing about, things, about this though? game. What's really that? quick, Luigi is a great little mechanic, just a little uh, pro tip. Luigi, you can get him set up so he can – you can team jump, so you can kind of jump on one of your characters and he'll push you forward. Luigi can do that with two characters in the yeah. same turn. And that's extremely useful for positioning him kind of far off yeah. and then people out of the way. It's wonderful. Sorry, um, I keep going.
1: I think the, my biggest criticism of this game – and it's not really a criticism, but I feel like it's the first Mario game – that is gonna be completely inaccessible to a younger audience. Yeah. Like even even when you're five years old, you can jump around and have fun on a on a Super Mario World or a Mario Bros. Three, or like a Mario Tennis, or something like that. But Mm -hmm. this game, first of all, there's so much reading. There are so many complex game mechanics that like this
0: is I don't this is a higher level game. And that was intended for kids, quote unquote. But there are a lot of things in here. Where I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely not made by Nintendo. There was a point, uh, actually, I just, just, just happened to me in the game. One of the characters had to have something bleeped out.
1: <laughs> they have, I like guess, a, that's why it's like,
0: E10 plus. E10 plus because there's suggested there's language. Bleeps, bleeps, and not like actually bleep, like in the little text box. There's like, you know, the colon, asterisk, number sign, pound to like cover up a word. Oh,
1: I think those four in that sequence means fuck.
0: Oh damn it! Don't spoil it for me. Yeah, I was trying to decipher it.
1: So My I'm only enjoying the shit out of it.
0: I'm i drinking too. Can I just complain about one thing about this game? Yeah, though? the camera is awful.
1: Uh, yeah. It bugs Espe- the Especially crap in out of battle,
0: me. you can only like four specifically only angles. in battle. Yeah. In when you're walking around, you can control it full 360. When in most not parts full 360. Yeah, most parts. When you're in combat, it turns at 90 degree angles, but it's really more they're even all those angles are kind of slightly off at 45 degrees. You never yeah. have a dead on view or if there're enemies up above like in a higher ground area, yeah. you can't see them. You kind of have to use the what's called the tactic cam and then move around. But then it's hard to see where your character is to see if you have a good view. So, there's some things to kind of have to work out in terms of getting a scope of what you're looking at in each match. But it's it's not impossible to work around. Yeah. And it ends up working out in the long run.
1: It's a, it's a very, very good uh, adaptation of a Mario property with yes. Ubisoft. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Everyone I know who's playing it is enjoying it. And I and know that tomorrow for work, I have four hours of riding in a car, and I'm going to be playing all of that entire time. I'm going to be playing Mario Rabbids. Like, if your Switch lasts that long. Oh, it will, because I'm going to turn down the brightness and put it on airplane mode. Four hours. I don't know if it's gonna last. Man, you might want to bring it. It will. It lasts three hours on Zelda. Oh, I am having occasionally. I've I've only I played it like an. I'm hour I'm surprised you've played Zelda in... for
0: three hours. <laughs> How would I've, you know? I played
1: <laughs> about an hour and a half on a TV, and then i played the rest of it handheld. And I have noticed about once every thirty minutes, it'll hang for about two seconds. Like I'll be in the middle of walking on TV. No, on the handheld mode. I'll be walking, oh, really? and then it'll just kind of – it'll stop, and then it'll pick back up, and it'll, they'll start walking again. So it'll just kind of hang for a second as it kind of processes it.
0: I've only been playing in portable mode, and I've not had any of those problems.
1: Sounds like you have a faulty switch because it's supposed to mess up. It's supposed to mess up? That it makes is, sense. It's part of the glitch of the game world with the rabbit and the goggles. That's what oh, happens when games are made by Ubisoft. With, what's up with the, the kid – the Burger King kid from the 1990s. The cool kid from the Burger King, King Club. What are you talking about? Uh, the kid in the beginning who's making oh, this yes. mask.
0: That was so random. Yeah, so at the beginning of the game, they kind of lay out this really stupid reason as to why Mario and Rabbids are in the same world. And it's because in another dimension, there's a kid who made an invention that can combine objects together... And then the rabbits somehow teleport into his bedroom while he went to go make a snack. Uh, so
1: with the teleportation and time machine, the washing machine. machine thing.
0: That's right. Whatever. I, is this a, is that a staple of like the rabbits franchise? Yeah. And also, that's the kid.
1: Oh my gosh! It does look exactly like him. That's the the cool kid with the visor from the Burger King Kids Club from the nineteen nineties.
0: Like the big MacGuffin of the game too. They <laughs> Burger King should sue Nintendo. That's hysterical. Oh Burger King.
1: His name was Kidvid.
0: Oh, cool well i'm i'm excited to have you play more of the game because the more i play it the more i enjoy it they're constantly throwing new types of enemies at you or just like their escort missions we have to escort someone from one place to another part of the map so just they kind of play with the formula a little bit it gets fun it gets really, i mean it, it starts out really fun it just continues to stay fun titties very exciting so uh let's talk about some news let's talk about some news let's save the nindy stuff for
1: last good because i don't have any nindy stuff because i forgot to watch it
0: (laughs) i don't actually have that many news stories this week but um i
1: thought i did now i'm looking at it right now i'm like oh
0: shit yeah i think let's see here i'll start off here so sony is uh sony's playstation vr is getting a price cut yeah it is which I'm not surprised by because I figured that they wouldn't release new hardware for a while, but they would cut the price once they kind of figure out the manufacturing of it and all that. Yeah, and so it falls it, in
1: line with both the Vive and the Oculus getting priced. Yeah, price in the, the last couple of And I'm months. sure
0: the timing is not coincidental. Yeah. So it's now 399 and the 399 is for the core PSVR set. Do you want to explain what the core PSVR set is, Chad? Same as before, just adds a camera.
1: Sweet. Sounds great. And then the, uh, the bundle that comes with the camera, the move controls, and... PlayStation VR World is now four fifty instead of five hundred bucks.
0: It's still a pretty good deal though, because two yeah, ways, it, two really motion controls.
1: Also, it's apparently too- motion controllers are hard to find. I don't know. I bought mine like six months before. I as soon as I pre ordered in March, even though it didn't come out till October, I went on eBay and bought some some move
0: controllers in March. I feel like not having motion controllers with the PlayStation VR would be like buying the top screen of a Nintendo DS. Like you're missing out of a major portion of the experience. Yeah,
1: it's it's absolutely well. No, because the bottom screen of a Nintendo DS is mostly worthless, and the motion controllers for PSVR are where the best experiences are had. I don't so like I say to shoot it's the Nintendo other way around. Like
0: I don't like you being mean to Nintendo like that. That was No, I'm just saying cruel. that
1: no one, even Nintendo, <laughs> doesn't even utilize the bottom screen of the DS to its full potential. But if you're playing VR without
0: motion controls, you're Actually, idiot. Actually, I should take it back. Only Nintendo uses the bottom screen to its <laughs> full potential. I think it's exciting. I'm still not going to get a PSVR immediately, but I'm more inclined at that price point than ever.
1: It's literally the same price point. Mm-mm. It is. Well, with
0: the stuff included. Just with the camera. No. I don't have the
1: camera, though. I know. They were kind of assuming people would, though. So, good. I'm glad. Fucking buy it, then. Shut up and just buy it. (laughs) Not yet. Speaking of PSVR, uh, two games that I am very much looking forward to have release dates now. Uh, So, Supermassive, who did Until Dawn and Rush of Blood, they uh, have two more VR games coming out this year. Exciting. the impatient. both of these were actually revealed at the pre-show No, it was during the actual announcement in e3 no
0: it was the pre it was the pre-show i think
1: no it wasn't there was a section in the middle that had the vr stuff um the play link game hidden agenda was in the pre-show which is their third game
2: mm-hmm.
1: they have three games right now i thought they were a tiny studio what the fuck is going on supermassive they're super massive the I Inpatient, which is kind of the prequel by several decades to Until Dawn, coming out November 21st. It's going to be a horror game. going to be good as shit. And then Bravo Team, which is like their first person shooter, military shooter, uh, works with the PlayStation AIM controller as well, which I'm excited to use again, December 5th of this year. That's a VR game, you said? Yeah, both of those are VR. Exciting
0: stuff. Exciting T-tease!
1: stuff. Titties! I'm excited for more like high quality, super cool content on
0: VR. Speaking of Italy. Sony PlayStation... There is a remastered version of Secret of Mana coming out. Yeah, there is. I'm going to get that PS4 shit on Vita. And Vita, that's right. Yep. That's exciting. I actually... That's one of those games where I've always wanted to go back and play that because I've heard really good things about it. But now that there's a remaster coming out, I'll probably just wait for that. That's exactly so right. exciting stuff.
1: Exactly right, Obama. Even though it's going to be 40 bucks, It's going to be 40 bucks. Yeah, it's going to be 40 bucks. It's a budget title. Oh, and by budget, no, I mean, like, it's affordable. It's too expensive. It. I mean, well, I bought... <laughs> Final Fantasy Type-0, 14-whatever-the-goddamn-for-40 bucks and played it for two minutes. I'm sure I'll buy this and actually play it, though. Did you play the original to, uh, Secret of Mana? No. That was
0: an SNES game, wasn't it? Yeah. Interesting.
1: Super Nintendo! I didn't, play a lot be, of, I didn't play a lot of RPGs on the Super Nintendo because that was very much my parents' console, and mm-hmm. I played what they bought, and my dad has told me, I don't I don't understand how you guys play the games where you're like I'm going to hit you and then I'll sit there and wait for you to hit me and then I'll hit you and then nope that just seems stupid to me.
0: I was like, "All right, dad. If it it can work well, but there are some games where it doesn't play out well enough and I get pretty bored. Like I played um
1: No JRPGs are fun. It's the tactics it, and the strategy.
0: No, I played Final Fantasy 3 on my ds and i loved that and then i played final fantasy for the ds and i stopped halfway through because it just didn't have the same magic for me so i stopped playing it
1: final fantasy 4 didn't have the same magic for you yeah i but know three did
0: but three did who are you <laughs> you didn't like cecil's story oh my I god i guess not i guess not. i actually have that on my how phone how does now, anyone so trust your get...
1: opinion on this show <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe no one does. I was like, "Yeah, Chad's great," but there's that one idiot on the other end who just—I don't know what the fuck he's talking about.
1: I don't know why I keep <laughs> wanting to call you a jelly bean today, but you're a jelly bean. Because I'm you're a, a stupid jelly
0: bean. jelly bean. I'm a jelly bean.
1: Oh man! Hey, let me read a story. Uh, Please do. Secret of Mana is being remastered. <laughs> let me get a different one. Oh, I've heard that before. I'm excited. I'm not gonna play it, I'm still gonna run like trash. But I'm excited. That Telltale is bringing Batman Season One and Guardians of the Galaxy Season One to Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. I I assume it'll run similar to like the Vita version or iOS. Yeah, uh, which are I've played, I've played the beginning episode of Walking Dead on Vita, and I've played the beginning episode of Game of Thrones on iOS, and it ran like trash. And and I don't know. We'll see how it runs. But I'm excited that they're doing that and they're exploring it and giving more people that audience. And mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a really good... Like, you could play a whole episode and then your Switch dies and then you charge it and play the next episode and then your Switch dies again.
0: It's good. It's good. Good stuff, good stuff. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? Can I go? Can I go?
1: My second story is <laughs> Crackdown 3... Microsoft admitted at Gamescom 2017 that Crackdown 3 was announced way too early.
0: Yeah, I heard about this.
1: They said, uh, uh, let me see if I can get the quote. Okay, um, speaking to Polygon at Gamescom 2017, Loftus admitted the company, quote, probably announced Crackdown too early, end quote, noting the game features three different modes, is being developed by three different studios, and was delayed to spring 2018 so teams could finish up the game's overall quality. Definitely underestimated the challenge of making sure the quality bar of all three of those modes was high, and it delivers on what we need to deliver on, Laptis explained, noting it was a super hard decision. Made, uh, here we go. She announced that Microsoft has previously made the mistake of announcing some exclusives a little bit too early, which is something they're trying to learn from, and as such are remaining tight-lipped on their other projects they currently have in development. Yeah, definitely announced way too early. It was E3 2014 that that was announced, and even in that state, it was like, they just showed the power of the cloud. Mm-hmm. Which they're calling Cloudgen. Cloud Cloudgen? cloud Cloud Oh, engine. the cl- Cloudgen. Oh, that sounds Isn't really that stupid. Isn't
0: that stupid as fuck? That's really dumb. Cloudgen. I hate that. <laughs> Resolutionary. Uh, I want to sh- I want to I want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I have two Nintendo stories before right. I get to the Nindies stuff. So let me t- say these two stories because they're very right, related right, to each all right, other. All right, all right, all right. So to start off with uh GameStop GameStop was talking about the Nintendo Switch and they basically said that it's the Nintendo Switch has been the most successful Nintendo launch ever at this point. And they pointed to a 14.8% year-on-year growth for console sales. My only gripe with that is I'm sure it's been a very successful launch for Nintendo Switch is when you have a third console being added that is selling well, of course your growth is gonna go up. You know what I mean? Like when you have something new you're selling in your stores, your growth is gonna go up regardless. So I don't know Completely if it's regardless. Anyway, but they have said and I think this this was pretty interesting too. They have seen quote consistently high attach rates with over five to one since launch. That's a pretty high attach rate that, yeah, for. That's... A new console. Yeah. Now, to be fair, they count accessories in that. So if you buy oh, a and screen also, protector. For a while, you're like forced to buy switch in a bundle if you That's a good point. I wonder if they include that. Like it yeah. comes with five things anyway. The attach rate's so comes high. With an
1: art book and a pair of Pokemon shoelaces and an old piece of gum that I found, but it has a wrapper. GameStop <laughs> is ugh.
0: Yeah, not great. So I so this is actually funny. I went to trade in. I had my 360, when I got here, I'm like, oh, cool, I'll play my 360 games when I get back. I'll yep. play with the old Hitman. I'll play Fallout 3 because I have that. I'll play Mass Effect 2 again. This would be so exciting. And I have the Red Ring of Death on my, on my 360. So I'm like, yeah. well, I have all these 360 games. I'm probably never going to play them again. I'll trade them towards Rabbids. The, the trade-in deals on some of these games were hilariously low. So my, I had a copy, for some reason, of Guitar Hero Aerosmith. I don't know why I had that <laughs> version in oh particular. Oh, my God. What do you think uh, that should have for a GameStop? Four cents. Three cents. You went too high. Oh, my God. I overshot it. You overshot it. Three cents for one trade-in game. Final Fantasy Thirteen was um, 50 cents. What do you think Marvel Ultimate Alliance was, if those games were three cents and 50 cents? Oh,
1: Ultimate Alliance. That was legit, though. It was uh, like eight dollars.
0: Yeah, eight dollars. was final? popular it was a good game. Halo three like it was like fifty cents. But yep. Marvel Ultimate Alliance seven dollars. I don't understand the logic behind that. But anyway, interesting. Dude, you should have kept those for backwards
1: compatibility for when you get your one X. I'm not gonna get a one X. This I've decided. I'm not
0: getting an Xbox. You're not getting was, an Xbox. When I was I went to the Xbox section of the game of GameStop. Right. Yep. And you looked and, and like, you saw at like, a
1: Halo game and a Gears of War game. And, you're like, and then everything well. else
0: is available on my PlayStation. And then went to the yep. PlayStation wall. I'm like, oh, that's not over on the Xbox side. That's not on the Xbox side. Most of the games I saw over there were not on the Xbox side. Yep. It's a shame. It's a shame. It is. The other piece of news I have regarding Nintendo before we get to those Uh-oh. lovely Nindies Wait, is... I have more stuff
1: not Nintendo. So we'll have something in between there. Like a I'm just saying, I'm still going to say cleanser. this before
0: we get to the Nindies. So it still okay. applies. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I get it. Nintendo reportedly may produce eighteen million switches this year. Not this calendar before, year? This calendar year. They've apparently upped their uh their production. For holiday? For holiday, yeah. So they might have eighteen holiday. million. I wonder if they're trying to get to a point where you can just go into a store and just pick one up. Yeah, that's has I was, to be it. I was talking to the guys at GameStop, and again, this is one GameStop in Rhode Island, so it's not like it's as Indicative of the entire country they said right. yeah, if we get them now. We'll get anywhere between like five and ten at a time and they'll last a few days now so it might not be super hard to get a switch anymore. Well,
1: granted, not a lot of people live in Rhode Island or want to go to Rhode Island, so I'm sure that they have a little bit of inventory <laughs> that stays on the shelves, but That's
0: that's totally true. Rhode Island Game Stops don't sell that much.
1: <laughs> I mean I There's follow... actually a
0: lot of GameStops in this area. There are too many GameStops in this area. Too so I don't cooks, know how true that is. It's cooks. because you're in Rhode Island, you gotta find something to do, so you might as well play video games. <laughs> so they said that the the whole five to ten, they sell it in a few days. Yeah. That's not a huge shortage problem at this point, if that's how it is.
1: Well, I still, I follow Wario64 ever since Nintendo fucked us on the SNES Classic pre-orders. So I follow Wario64 because he's constantly putting out like, hey, this is available. Hey, this is a pre-order. Hey, this is now on sale on Steam. So I follow him on Twitter and you have notifications. And he just tweeted out yesterday, like, hey, it's... It's seeming likely that Best Buy has these for order and pick up in store for Nintendo Switches. Like, the fact that he still needs to tweet that out, that they have stock ready to buy, this to tell me that still. there's still a big demand for it, and people are having yeah. trouble getting it. So I think it is just that you live in a place that
0: nobody wants to be. Yeah, Rhode Island sucks. Yeah. Clans. I like Rhode Island, Ugh. but it sucks sometimes. Quahog. So... That was interesting, but 18 million units, that's, A, they probably want that for the launch of Mario, because Zelda yeah. was the biggest seller, and then Mario will, will top yep. Zelda easy. Mario so they, Odyssey, that's the only worthwhile game. Mm-hmm. It's not the only worthwhile game, there's been a lot of worthwhile <sighs> Mario games. Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle! And ARMS, and Mario Splatoon, Kart and 8. Mario Kart, and I played Zelda. Mario Kart
1: 8 for like a good three hours, probably. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, maybe like six.
0: I play that a lot still, actually. It's yeah. fun to play online. Yeah, that's like my go-to online
1: game. I picked up my Switch for the first time since, I don't know, May, to play Mario Kingdom Battle. And I was like, like, it, it wouldn't turn on in the dock for a second. Like, it would be handheld mode, but my dock, like, wouldn't show up on the TV for a while, and I had to,
0: like, restart. Your Switch is the like, was what like, is this little cozy bed like, that I'm in right now? Somebody,
1: somebody's paying attention to me?
0: I said that wrong, actually. It's not cozy. It scratches the shit out of your Switch. No, it doesn't,
1: remember? I put the little felt pads on the inside. That's and right, so yours is cozy. Mine is cozy and soft.
0: That's why it was weird. It's like, I'm used to my bed being hard and firm. What's with this Nice plush and
1: soft, non-erect wiener. Hey, speaking of GameStop, there's a cool thing happening apparently in Australia where you they have like a Gamefly, but for in-store stuff, where you could um, pay 20 bucks a month and you can come in and you can just rent one pre-owned game as often as you like. I can get a pre-owned game this morning, go beat it. Go back that afternoon, swap it out for another one just for 20 bucks a month. It's the thing they're trying in Australia at EB Games, which is owned by uh, GameStop here in the U.S.
0: It's like a movie pass kind of thing, but for yeah. games. Yeah.
1: Also, it's exactly what Best uh, Blockbuster did before they went out of business. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. did that, uh, I forget what they call it. It was like Game Corner, like Best Buy. Why do I keep saying fucking Best Buy? Blockbuster something but yeah you could go in and you could basically just have free reign of their thing just trade in a game and pick up another one hmm. i think that's an interesting concept but like what happens when like you there's no luck getting new games or what if they get like one copy of a game and then suddenly you know, that person's like yeah you know what i think i'll buy it
0: i'm like oh okay nobody on this
1: program has access to that game anymore mm-hmm I don't know. I don't know how big their library. is. Well, if used you say games, I want to buy it, they, they
0: probably just game. give you a copy of a new disc, not the, the shared rental disc.
1: It's, so no, they're, they're not. They're not giving you rental discs. They are. Mm. You are renting the used video game selection in the store.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So you just you just buy the used copy. Yeah. So of you other, could yeah. go
1: buy this game for eight bucks, or you could just take it home if you have the membership and then bring it back.
0: That's a good way to test it out, actually. Even just so, I'll tell my story about Fallout 4, or Fallout 3, I might, 360. Yeah. They tested it in the store, and it played fine. But when you get to a certain point in the game, it keeps crashing over yeah. and over and over and over again. So, and it keeps saying, like, disc unable to be read. It's not like it's even just, like, crashing back to the dashboard and Xbox. It's yeah. just straight up saying, this disc doesn't work anymore. So it'd be kind of nice to play the game for an extended period of time Yeah, before that happens. I guess they'd already had the seven-day policy, but people are too lazy to do that.
1: I had a, uh, a PS3, the old fat one that was backwards compatible and if you ever if you played assassin's creed 2 then the longer you played it the more these giant spikes would start to come off your character and extend Mm -hmm. to the sides of the screen it would like look like he was being like torn to pieces Mm -hmm. or if you played borderlands 2 uh no matter where you were in the game after about 25 minutes it would just freeze yeah the gpu apparently was failing on it but you would only know that if you played those two games for an extended period of time so i was like hey gamestop what's up you want this ps3 works just fine boot it up i promise
0: scheming
1: i'm a schemer
0: (laughs) i actually do have one more story before the nindies what else oh do you
1: do you got one more story i got two more let me see if this one's worthwhile i just clicked on it and it's taken a while to load but xbox just kidding oh this is apparently out today i think the, uh, there's a cool Assassin's Creed slash Final Fantasy 15 crossover. So if you're playing Final Fantasy what? 15, you can, uh, they're like Assassin's items you can get. There's an Assassin's Creed outfit. Uh, let's see. There's like a festival. Yeah. Some cool things. Apparently it's not the first time that they've done that. Like in Final Fantasy 13, there was a crossover with, uh, one of whatever the, oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when I up. Oh, God. Oh, my throat. Uh, Apparently in Final Fantasy XIII, there was uh, a connection with whatever Assassin's Creed was out at that time, but I think that's really cool. Like, two completely different developers and publishers are like, you know what? I like your game. I would love to, like, collaborate a little bit on something. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You get a Square
1: Enix and Ubisoft. We can all get along and hold hands and be friends. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, And then the last thing I just want to mention, Xbox One X pre-orders are the most it breaks the record it is the most pre-ordered xbox of all time
0: isn't that crazy i mean what does that mean though i mean there was one million pre-orders for the xbox one how many were there for the xbox one x
1: they didn't give a number but they said that it has been pre-ordered within the first five days of being available it has been pre-ordered more than the original xbox one
0: wow there are a lot of bad decisions
1: I just found that surprising because it was aimed at such a a niche group of people with the 4K. Yeah, I'm
0: surprised to hear that, honestly. Yeah.
1: We'll see what it turns out. I don't feel good about the long prospects of
0: that system, though. We were
1: talking, just you and I, this, like, a year ago when they announced, we have an Xbox One S, and it's a new, sleeker version of our Xbox, but then next year there's the Scorpio, and then we were like, why would anyone buy an S if they know there's going to be a more powerful That's version true. next year, and there's just
0: like, build up demand. Yeah, I, I wonder if that was. I wonder
1: if this is all of those people who were like,
0: "Well, like every I was person gonna get an this S, year, I'm going to wait." Yeah, every person who wanted to get an Xbox waited. Yeah, yeah. I would wait if I was going to get an Xbox. It's like if I heard that if the PlayStation 4 Slim came out and they said a year later PlayStation 4 Pro is going to come out, we'd see the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's all my yeah. news.
0: That's all my news. Sweet. Please so, send me nudes. Don't send me see, nudes. Don't don't send me nudes either. So I have one more story. I thought this was interesting. If uh, anyone who follows Half-Life 3, I don't play Half-Life. I've tried playing Half-Life 2 before, but I've played the Orange Box re- version of it, which wasn't super solid. The I think they call that the OBV, the Orange so, Box version. Orange Box version. So I'm just so fascinated by the story of Half-Life 3 specifically, though. Like probably one of the most in-demand games ever. But we've not heard really a blip about it. But it's oh. like, is it real? Is it not real? And so what happened this week is that one of the head writers who left Valve January of last year submitted – Did you hear about this, Chad? Have you heard about this?
1: Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Hey, hey, have you heard about this? Have you heard, you heard about this? this? Did, did you hear this one? <laughs> <Let me tell laughs> he you, submitted this a blog
0: joke. post called Epistle 3, which really means episode 3. And he just details what would have happened in Half-Life Episode 3 without ever really calling upon it. Hey, here's the thing.
1: I haven't ever played Half-Life either. I did play like the beginning of 2 and I was bored. But is Half-Life 2 Episode 3 the same thing as Half-Life 3? Because I know that Half-Life 2 Episode 3 was always promised but then also just never came out. And which one is this person detailing?
0: So, episode three specifically, I think what happened is they said, we're going to release this trilogy of additional packs to the Half-Life 2 content, episodes one, two, and three. It'll be a trilogy. And then it never came out, and I think people just kind of assumed, like, Lost Legacy, well, they were going to have this small little story, and then it blossomed into a more full experience. And people kind of assumed that, so it was kind of like episode three, Half-Life 3, and they kind of were equated almost. But... He detailed all the plot details, let us know what it was, ends on a cliffhanger, and to me this means that Half-Life 3 or Half-Life Episode 3 will never come out. I just can't see a scenario where the writer would want, would detail a story for a game that's going to come out anyway. Yeah. I can't see it. I've looked into this. There are people of mine who still hold on to the fact that, oh, no, no, this is the sign that Half-Life 3 is still happening.
1: No, you dummies. There's no way. You stop it. At least not in whatever current form, or whatever form it was way back then. But then,
0: this happened. But then, some maps. nevertheless, she persisted. Some maps leaked, and the date file that was worked on them was 2013, which doesn't necessarily mean Half-Life 3 is happening, but it does mean... They've been working on that game for a long time if they're still opening up map files and editing them. So someone, like I guess, happened to find one of these map files, and it had dates on them that equate to 2013, the year 2013. I don't know, man. I and, mean, but, but it's almost
1: like five years ago
0: now. It's it almost five years ago now. But it does mean that they were working on this game for a lot longer than, than you would have expected if they just canceled it back in, like, 2000—what, they said it was released in 2007— You'd imagine in like 2010, like, all right, guys, we're done. This isn't going to happen anymore, at the very least. But 2013 means they worked on it for a long time. So my question is still, like, what happened in there? Why did this game never get, get made? Was it really that just, like, the success of Steam and all that? I'm curious. Someone was saying that the what they were showing in the maps for, half, for, uh, for this game also kind of equated to what some of the story details he was talking about so there's this thing in the map where like you would look somewhere then look away and when you looked away something would like appear then disappear and in the story they detail how this ship in the in the middle of antarctica was appearing then disappearing and appearing and disappearing so like some of the mechanics kind of matched up to the story that was being explained so it's interesting but i don't think any of this proves that half-life Three is still in development i still think this means more than anything it's done guys it's over Maybe we'll get surprised in a decade. Maybe there'll be a huge thing next E3 and we realize that we were idiots and it really was coming all along, but I doubt it. Yep. You burnt. It's done. And plus, who needs Half-Life 3 when you have the slew of amazing Nindies that were announced today at Nintendo's Nindy Showcase? Good
1: little segue there, you little caterpillar jelly bean.
0: So let's detail some of these Nindies. Okay. I'm going to go through the list of all you the detail games all here. You all
1: of them, and then I'll tell you if I know them and whether I care.
0: You're not going to know any of these, <laughs> I don't think. So, ah, can't load it up. All right, so, at the beginning, they talked about SteamWorld uh, Dig 2. Oh, yeah, SteamWorld Dig. Which does actually have a release date now of September 21st.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I own that game, I think, on, like, three different platforms. Never played it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was telling someone they thought I was crazy for buying games and never playing them. I'm like, you've never met a gamer before. No, i not. Yeah, that is what gamers do. Oh, this game I really want to play is four bucks now? Sure, I'll buy that. And then never go back to it ever again. Maybe I'll do that with Steam World Dig sometime next year when it goes on sale. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yono is available October 12th. We also is have that. You only, you only
1: niv once? No. I tried to think of another clever word with an N, but then I just
0: said live with an N. Available in next month, September twenty seventeen. We have Wolverine. Also in twenty seventeen, we have Golf Story, which is an RPG golf game. Ooh,
1: that's interesting.
0: It did look kind of interesting in like a quirky kind of way. If it was like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, I'd I'd probably try it out. I don't know. Earth Atlantis. I'll come back to some of these games and talk about them because I want to bring up that one. Okay. Okay. Floor Kids. Floor Kids. Floor Kids. Nine Parchments. <laughs> Battle Chef Brigade. Sausage Sport Club. Pauly Bridge. Oh my god. Mom Hide My Game. <laughs> Morphe's Law. Shovel Knight. A new Shovel Knight uh, expansion was announced. Nice. Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition. Next Up Hero. Is it um, Mulaka? Mul- Mulaka. Mulaka. Light Fingers. Super Meat Boy Forever, which will be coming to the Switch first. Nice. And. Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes was officially announced.
1: Oh, a No More Heroes game. No More Heroes Suda is 51. officially announced.
0: Yep, Suda51. They made a huge point of letting you know that Suda51 is working on this game. There's a moment in the trailer where... This is the last game, so I'll t- talk about it. They were... Uh, this guy was bashing someone's head in, and they kind of played it as if he was bashing through the camera lens, and the cracks in the camera lens spelled out, directed by Suda51. <laughs> like, they let you know pretty directly... There wasn't that much. All
1: of these games have the worst titles in the world. Speaking of worst titles. Don't play me. Ignore me. Mom, hide my game. Mom, hide my game. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) That game is literally about you trying to look through rubble to find out where your mom hid your Nintendo DS. (laughs) (laughs) That is quite literally what that game looks like. But they kept saying it's it's not just that. That's kind of what it looks like. So there's that. One that I – first I saw it and I rolled my eyes. Then I'm kind of like, you know, this does look it'd be really fun to play, and that's Morphe's Law. It is a competitive four-on-four shooter, third-person game, third-person shooter game. And at first I'm like, oh, boy, that's dumb. But it has a really unique spin, and that is that when you shoot your enemies, you take mass away from them and add it to yourself. So if you shoot them in the head, oh, so their head – be- their head becomes smaller, your head becomes bigger, but it can get to the point where you are nothing but a pair of legs walking with a head because your torso is <laughs> shot away, or you can be so small that you can't fit into certain, that you can now fit into certain areas in the map that you couldn't otherwise, or you're so big you can't walk into buildings anymore. So it's kind of like this balance of the more you lose, the, easy, the harder it is to hit you, and then... If, you Keep losing, it's easier to hit them, and it's kind of it seems like a kind of fun balance. It's something you kind of have to see and kind of see what these characters look like as they start with morphing, which is why it's called Morphies.
1: I'm imagining like Bomberman,
0: they don't look like Bomberman.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Perfect. Well, I imagined wrong. <laughs> that game looked surprisingly interesting. Polybridge looked interesting. I don't really know exactly. Um, what, like, the thread is going to be in this game. But they kind of showed, like, the thread of how this game mechanic is turns into, like, an actual game. But I guess you're making bridges and then having cars drive over the bridges. But you can do things like have them catapult over the river instead. And it looks fun to see, but I'm not quite sure of what the gameplay of that is going to look like. Earth Atlantis. You should look up the uh, Earth Atlantis. It had a really cool art style where... It takes place in the future where the world is mostly water now, and you are Earth Atlantis, a submarine, fighting all the robotic animal monsters down there, Horizon Zero Dawn style. And it's like a. It's not an actual Horizon Zero Dawn style game. It is. I. Sorry. It's a side scrolling, like, shooting game. What? I did not expect
1: Morphe's Law to look anything like what it looks like I, i'm looking at pictures of it now it's
0: more realistic i mean, i kind of made it sound cartoony but it looks kind yeah of i was fishing
1: like a, a top-down pixel no it's a third person
0: yeah, third person shooting game yeah
1: no that's so cool it does look kind of funny so do you, do you get to so see the characters? See, like yeah some guys with like giant legs that are the size of a building and then like no arms and a head
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so God, you that's... win each map there's like an avatar for each person kind of overstanding the city and they get bigger as you add mass to them so that the whoever wins is whoever's avatar is the biggest that's interesting that looks kind of fun i saw that and i'm like stupid third person shooter again and I'm like no actually that looks kind of fun I would play that <laughs> <laughs> but other than that there wasn't really that much that stood out to me all the games looked unique enough like they're definitely i saw why they were selected none of them looked bad there's definitely an audience for each of these games but not that many of them spoke out to me i think golf story looks like it'd be kind of fun actually yeah earth atlantis could be fun if i could get like mom hide my game and like a playstation plus kind of thing for my nintendo switch i would play it because i'm kind of curious but i've never put money down on it and I haven't played No More Heroes. Have you played No More Heroes before? I played No More Heroes, yeah, when it came out on Wii. I never played it. It was it fun? How was it? It was it was fun.
1: It was um It's very like graphic for the, the sake of being graphic. And like the way you charge I, up your, your beam sword, which looks like a fluorescent light, is by like jerking it up and down with the Wii remote, like you're jacking off. But <laughs> like I don't know. It was it was fun and for its time it was like one of the only games that was violent on the Nintendo Wii mm-hmm. other than like uh, what's the game that ripped off Sin City?
0: Mad Not World ripped it off.
1: Mad World, yeah, it was all black yeah. and white and then mm-hmm. yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was uh it was pretty cool. Weird, very weird, but that's that's a Suda fifty one game for
0: you. Interesting. Do you know about Kentucky Route Zero? Nope. Apparently this has been like an ongoing game. They announced that this is the fifth act is coming out and all acts will be available on the Switch. That game looked interesting. It's a narrative-based game. Yeah. The art style is not like Sword and Sorcery, but there's something about it kind of reminded me of that. Like indie, really kind of unique art style. It kind of, I'm looking at it now, it kind of looks
1: similar to... Um... Uh, fuck, what's that Tim Schafer game that came out, it was on PS4, and then it just recently came to Xbox, Fuck. Uh, Broken Age? Broken Age, yeah, kind of yeah. looks like Broken Age to me.
0: It and looked good, it looked style. interesting. Yeah. So I'd be curious to try that out, but we'll see, I don't really know anything about it, but I guess there's enough information out about that that I could have I looked it up. I was just too busy playing Mario Rabbids, okay? God, Mario Rapids is just so good, though. So good. So So good. good. Just wait. It gets so much better, too. All right. That's really all that happened in the Nindies uh, event. I was surprised by how many of these games are coming out in early 2018. But I think they kind of want to pad the beginning of the year. Either way, it's super cool to see that indie developers are coming to the Switch in such huge numbers like this. Because even if the EAs, the Activisions, I mean, obviously, Ubisoft is supporting... The Switch, they made Mario Rabbids. It's indies games and Nintendo first party games, I think, could support this console for the people who are interested in the Switch. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Any of those stood out to you at all?
1: I don't know any of them, so no.
0: No? Other than Super Meat Boy forever? You don't know about Super Meat Boy I was never really
1: into Super Meat Boy. I tried it on my vita. Very hard. Yeah.
0: Super hard. Yeah. Not in a super fun meat, way for me.
1: super boy, super hard. Yep.
0: Well, cool. Super meat boy hard. Hey, Holden. Yeah. What's our topic of the week this week? The topic of the week is the importance of gaming IP. In other words, why would Nintendo release another pre- uh, a Mario game when they could just release a platformer? Like, why is it a Mario game in particular? Or why do they create these spin-offs of like Mario Kart? Why don't they just make a Mario Racer? Like, what is the purpose of gaming IP really? Have you thought about this at all for the past the past week?
1: Not really. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I go have... ahead and go ahead and hit me with what you got, and I'll chime in and give my opinion. Yeah, so I mean, I think that I actually have a like a list. Here. I've been I've been a terrible podcast partner this week.
0: Uh, you are the worst. You're literally texting on the Splatoon chat right now. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's now the Mario Rabbids chat. That's true. It's just whatever Nintendo game we're talking about. So we have like a group chat of like people who play Mario Kart and Splatoon or just Nintendo Switch in general. We, we join that because we're dorks, okay? But we love it. Dork is a whale penis. That's true. We are whale penises. Whale peni. <laughs> so I think that – talking about like the whole gaming, gaming IP thing. So I think that it's – gaming IP is designed as kind of like a label of this game is going to reach a certain quality. Like, you have liked Metal Gear Solid games before. If you're going to play a stealth action game, you're going to play Metal Gear Solid over another stealth action game because you know the standard set by Metal Gear Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. I just cannot talk this podcast <laughs> at all. So I think it's a, it's a lot of like, hey, we know you like this game. Here's more of that same kind of game. Yeah, I think I... I find it similar to... I'm trying not to talk about sales too much because I think that's an obvious...
1: Oh, yeah. and yeah. Sales, obviously, if it's a known quantity and it's something that people... Like, it's going to equate to better sales. That's why sequels always sell better. Anything with a number sells better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like to equate it to, like, film directors. Mm-hmm. Like, an IP in gaming, like... It's a Mario game. It's going to have a certain level of polish. It's going to play
0: really great. A Christopher Nolan movie exactly. Is going to have a certain I'm going level to go see a Christopher
1: Nolan movie. I know what I'm getting into. I know there's going to be some kind of like time uh, play with time or sequencing and things like that. And I know that it's going to be a great film. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, there may be some that are better or worse than others, but you kind of know what you're getting into. Like I'm going to go see every Martin Scorsese film, and I know what I'm getting into there. I'm going to go see every James Gunn, and and I know kind of what I'm getting into. So I kind of equate. The gaming IP more so than the developer, um, with a film director,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just a way of letting you know when you jump into this, you know what you're getting into, you know it's gonna yeah. be quality, or you know, you know, not necessarily that it's gonna be a quality game, but you know the quality of what you are getting into whether I'm you know it's gonna be good it, or you know it's
0: gonna be bad. I think it's a good comparison because, like, it, going back to like Christopher Nolan, like, I'm not a big war movie guy, so if Dunkirk had come out and it wasn't Christopher Nolan. I would have never seen that movie. Exactly. Yep. But because it's Christopher Nolan, I was willing to see something I wouldn't have otherwise tried out. Right. And that happens same thing a lot. with
1: Mario Rabbids. Exactly. Had this game yep. come out and it was Rabbids and more Rayman characters together? Nope, I wouldn't have played it at all. Would have oh yeah, no twice one, about it. No one would have. I mean, I've played a Rayman game. I've, I've played a couple of Rayman games. I played the original Rabbids on Wii, but like, yeah, yep. Nope, that's a stupid kids game.
0: And there are suddenly certain put Mario things... in it though there are certain things you can ex- expect from Mario Rabbids to knowing there's a Mario game. There's going to be little secrets that you can discover. Yep. Like, there's going to be little things to be kind of explore and kind of go off the, the beaten path. You will find treasure or something like that. Like there will be something, some sort of reward in doing that. Whereas like the rabbits part of it says, this is going to be goofy and it's going to have some kind of oddball humor thrown yep. in there as well. So it kind of brings that there's expectation,
1: but humor there's going to be, I like that when you're first introduced to the Rabbids right off the bat, there are, like, three different rabbits in 30 seconds who put something up their butt. <laughs> <laughs> or they're scratching their butt with it, or they pull something weird out of their butt,
0: or they touch their butt on something. Because that's what rabbits games are. Like. Rabbids are just so funny. So they just I th- speak to me. The more I've, I've, I've kind of been thinking about this sort of the, the past week since we recorded the last episode, and I think that it, it also means that by having a label on, like, a, a gaming franchise label on a game like Mario Rabbids, I might now be more inclined to try a tactical strategy game, whereas I never would have touched XCOM.
1: I was just thinking about that while playing this. I was like, you know what? Maybe I will
0: give XCOM a try. Exactly. It kind of It's like a gateway drug. It kind of brings you to different styles of games, and I think that's the brilliance of like the Hyrule Warriors and the Fire Emblem Warrior games that are coming out, is that right. if you don't play Dynasty Warrior games, but I really want to see Link destroy like hundreds of you know bokoblins at once i'm gonna get hyrule warriors realize hey this is really fun how do i do this again dynasty warriors 9 is going to be coming out of the playstation 4 at some point let's yep. go ahead and, and try that out as well so it kind of opens up doors for other gaming genres that you might not have ever explored before and nintendo in
1: particular has been doing that for a very long time if you even think back with their partnership with game freak and pokemon like totally Colin Moriarty, like, would famously – it calls Pokemon baby's first JRPG. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's a it's a fun thing with adorable monsters and a, and a known quantity that you like. And it's also, like, a surprisingly deep RPG with a team that you create and tailor. And,
0: mm-hmm. and then when you play Final Fantasy, you realize, okay, this is something new and different and it's deeper. And But I it, I kind of learned those steps from Pokemon beforehand. Yeah. And I think
1: and oftentimes they'll now have a very long and complex story that Pokemon lacked, but
0: and that's the same kind of thing you're hearing about with Mario Rabbids. Yeah. The I think Dan Stapleton of IGN who reviewed Mario Rabbids, they picked him because he's a big XCOM fan. And they wanted his input on it. And his whole thing was, hey, it's definitely a simplified version of XCOM, but that's exactly what it should have been. So would you like so I guess now like we were both enjoying Rabbids, do you feel that you would try XCOM now?
1: I do. I would definitely. I would want to try a demo or something first to like, because I've never. I've never enjoyed similar games to it in the past, but it, it has been five to ten years since I've tried one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I would want to try it like at a friend's house or something like that before I committed with money, or if it, maybe if it was on super sale or something like that, yeah, I'd yeah. Pick it up,
0: but there is an XCOM game out on PS4 now, I believe. Yeah. Enemy, Enemy Within, I think. They're uh, coming out with an expansion too on September twelfth. Yeah. So big stuff coming up there. So yes. I think that's kind of the good side of the gaming IP, but I think we're kind of talking about it in a little bit positive of, of light because there are downsides to this as well. If you look at things like what happened with Assassin's Creed, that game got really stale after a while because you had this expectation of what Assassin's Creed was, but the Ubisoft never really broke from that. And they kind of kept doing right. the same thing. And it can work, but, like, if you look at Mario and Zelda, yeah, like, you know, their expectations are going in with those games, but they do kind of change and differ from game to game to kind of keep it exciting. Whereas, like, Ubisoft to be like, okay, it's Assassin's Creed again, but now it's in Paris, or this time it's in London, or... It, whereas now the origins are like, okay, we're changing this a little bit now. This is going to work a little bit fundamentally different, but it's still Assassin's Creed. It still has those elements you're used to. Yeah. But then you run into Call of Duty, where it's been so stagnant <laughs> and it's been so much of the same thing for so long. I think that can kinda of hurt as well. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. How do you think that would like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> So you know you would know Uncharted better than I do. Like do you see that kind of stuff with Uncharted? Like how do they experiment and like keep it uncharted but still try different things at the same time?
1: Uncharted, I think uh, a big part of why you play Uncharted is for these characters and their relationships to each other and then the story that it tells. And the gameplay comes secondary. Now, they introduce new mechanics like in Uncharted 2, they introduce the concept of stealth kills. In mm-hmm. Uncharted 4, they introduce the concept of you could go through entire battles and stealth kill everyone or you could use your rope. You could like, There are so many different types of ways you could do all this kind of stuff. So each one kind of introduces new gameplay mechanics, but it's really all about... How has the relationship with these characters changed, matured, introducing new characters to the to the series as well, mm-hmm. um, and doing it in an expert expertly crafted way. So when it comes to those games, it's more about kind of making some subtle changes but always pushing forward. And I think mm-hmm. what people saw with Assassin's Creed and why that one in particular people got burnt out with is that it literally was just the same game, same fetch quests all skinned with, run over here, jump to the top of this tower, kill this guy. Yeah, every year. Yeah, every year. And it was always it was a story that was so convoluted that you don't care about. And I don't know who this guy is that I'm killing, but I know that he's a mark on my map, so I'm going to go over there and mm-hmm. I'm going to stab him in a way that I've stabbed 400,000 people before, the same animation. And yeah. there, whereas that gameplay isn't very deep and challenging and complex... Which, similar to Uncharted, you know, it's not the greatest third-person shooter out there. It also didn't have the story chops to back it up or the characters that you cared about to back mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. Um. So people just kind of got bored with it, and they stopped buying it. And that's when Assassin's Creed is like, oh, cool, we're going to take a year off, and we won't annualize it. And now they're coming back with something that looks a little fresher. Well,
0: yeah, I, I think I over, overstated it a little bit. I think it's yeah. fundamental changes. Not really fundamental really? No, changes, not but really. kind of changing up the formula, spicing it up a little bit. Yeah,
1: Yeah. we'll see how people take to it, and Mm -hmm. uh, that comes out same day as Mario Odyssey, which I'm sure will sell a lot better. But actually, I don't know if it's a
0: smaller install base. But I actually don't even think that. I think that Mario wouldn't detract from the sales of Assassin's Creed. They're just two different of games.
1: Yeah, but also people have wallets. So
0: yeah, but people who have wallets and money considerations probably don't have every system. If you. You you have you're in a
1: part right now where you're going to school. You have to pick yeah. and choose your games. That's true. If I have Mario Odyssey was not coming out in October.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You might pick up
0: Wolfenstein Two. I was gonna say I'm not gonna pick up Assassin's Creed. I might pick up Wolfenstein, yeah. and you yeah. totally call it out. Since, yeah, it was good. Since
1: you. Mario Odyssey is coming out, nope, you're not gonna pick up Wolfenstein Two. You're gonna pick up that first.
0: I'll I'll give you one other reason why, even though they're very different audiences. Why I wouldn't get Wolfenstein Two over Mario Odyssey as well? I still have Wolfenstein One and I need to play that, so I should do that first.
1: Yeah, but you also have Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy Two. I actually so haven't play played those games.
0: I actually don't have that much experience with Mario games. The only Mario games that I've completed from beginning to end are Mario sixty four, Mario three D Land, and like one of the new Super Mario Bros. games. Why you suck? Don't have a lot of experience with the Mario games. What games do you play other than Zelda? Oh, there's also Zelda. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this was a joke on Reddit or not. I have to, did I send this to you? Nope. The pie chart? Okay, so this guy sent down like a what games do you play the most on Zelda? But he didn't uh, play it on the Switch, I mean. And he didn't give people, like, choices. He made them right in their own. So yeah. it was just, like, a bunch of, like, Zelda. Zelda Breath of the Wild. B-O-T-W. And everyone <laughs> spelled it out differently. And the entire pie chart is just Zelda every way spelled differently. <laughs> it's hysterical. I'll send it to you. It's probably a joke, but it's still, I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. I also hate it. Oh, it's such a good
1: game. I don't hate it. I just like to hate it. I, I just found it super boring. That's it.
0: Yeah, we have a whole um, episode about it. You should check it out.
1: We do. Chad thinks it's boring,
0: and it's actually one of our most listened many to of episodes. You, it
1: is. Yeah, it's one of our most listened to. Many of you. I remember I was talking to Cameron, and Cameron's like, "You know, ever since you argued that you found it boring, like I, I can't go back to it. You're kind of right. I was excited to You're play it, and you kind of making the it for world a worse <laughs> place, Chad. <laughs> no, I am." taking the wool <laughs> off of people's eyes and letting them see the wolf that lies within. <laughs> well, so yeah, does that... Uh, anything else you wanted to say kind of about the, the importance of gaming IP? Um, I think no, the, I mean, the, the when, it, when it comes to the, the quality level that we're talking about, especially, most importantly, you see it with Nintendo
0: and all of yeah. these characters that they've had well, it, for decades. That's their lifeblood. Is exactly. Those franchises.
1: And that's when they they have to be very conservative and they have to pick and choose where these things appear and who they give them mm-hmm. to because it is important. And when you see Mario on a box, you know it means a certain level of quality, even if it's something like Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Yeah. Or if Which Sonic is a on very box, high quality game. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure whole it thing. is, but no one's played it. If you I, see I Sonic at a kind of box, games, you know actually. it's going to suck. <laughs>
0: like, so if you see Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, you don't know. You're very confused. Yeah, you can only play that if you're bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Nintendo. Yeah, they kind of have that. A Mario game will always be this quality. We will not release a subpar Mario game. Like that's why they take five years to make or whatever. Yeah, not quite that long, but still. But they do at the same time kind of hoard out that that name Mario. There's Mario, Mario Kart. Not these games are bad. Mario Party. Some of those games are bad. <laughs> oh yeah, Mario Party games are always. Man. I always love it when I'm like, oh, I play games. I play Mario Party. I'm like, yeah, you like board games. <laughs> you like digital board oh, games. Oh,
1: speaking of board games, just a quick shout out. There's a game that we played this weekend before Game of Thrones called Beyond the House on the Hill. Okay, it is a fucking rad ass board game. All right, it's kind of like an RPG. You have uh, each person has a character card, and they have stats like mm-hmm. might and speed and. Uh, knowledge and stuff like that and they're different numbers and as you go you like pick up items and increase those and the whole thing is you're trying to pick up these items and build up your character as you go through this mansion and discover different rooms in the room it's like proced- not procedurally
0: generated but it's randomized it's procedurally generated a board game like as well, you play the board gets built in front of you it's amazing yes
1: no that is legit you go through a You go really? through a the doorway. the paper gets
0: formed and stacks to make like a like a harder like cardboard. Uh, no, it's cardboard all it's then, all like, little squares.
1: It's all cardboard <laughs> squares. You go through a door and then you pick up a square and like, oh, that's the room I'm in now. And then oh, you build on cool. it from there.
0: So yes, yeah. it it builds on itself. There's a game called Carica Stone that's kind of similar to that, I think. Yeah, and then at
1: one point in the game, uh, something happens and the haunt begins, and Ooh. so at that point the game turns. One of you is a traitor, and then there. Uh, there's some like in this one, in this version, uh the traitor summoned a dragon, and then there's a dragon chasing us around this thing and around this house, and we had to like get to the basement to get a certain armor and a certain shield that helps us protect against its fire, and then we had to kill the dragon in order to beat it. Like, it was a fucking cool ass game. So everyone go check that out. Beyond the House on the Hill. It's a board game, very fun. Three to six players. And there's like fifty different haunts or scenarios that it could come up with
0: did we do an episode on board games or we did like something on board games i think uh
1: i think we mentioned board games on ios yeah that's right about our ios games that'd be a cool ios game i'd play that Mm, i'd play that i'd
0: play that i'd play that do we have that's it i think do you have any subscriber interrogatives at all here's uh here's a
1: subscriber interrogative what t-shirt do you own that you would love to see on a character in a video game
0: Hmm. I would love to see Solid Snake wearing my baby Nintendo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's I have one a, of those...
1: Technically it's not a it's not a shirt for babies. It is a, a shirt, a white shirt that has all sorts of different Nintendo like little things all over it, but it looks like a material that would be used to make a baby's onesie
0: or a design. It, it totally so it does. Like but I love onesie. that shirt. And Solid Snake would look great in it.
1: Um, I just want to see Mario in a plain white tee. Let's
0: well, he's going to have new outfits in Take a day off, Mario you know, kick
1: up his legs, crack a beer. <laughs> I just want to see Mario dress down super cash. You know he's in his plumbing outfit nonstop.
0: He had his plumbing outfit. He always forgets his tools, though.
1: Have we ever seen Mario plumb in a game? Is that a verb as well? Plumb to plumb? I'm a plumber, therefore I, I plumb.
0: I mean, he always is in pipes.
1: There are pipes. He's never carried a plunger.
0: No. You know, actually, say good on Nintendo for not doing something stupid like that. Here's the plunger power up for Plumber Mario.
1: Why? Why make him a plumber?
0: Because they wanted him to be relatable. Oh,
1: because everyone's a
0: plumber. It's true. No, they wanted it to be. No, like they want to make him relatable. Make person. him a
1: fast food worker. Everyone's done that, or a restaurant waiter.
0: Absolutely, every single person has. I have. Everyone's haven't, but every in the food industry. Has. Everyone's in a-
1: the service industry. Mm-hmm. Or make him a millennial.
0: <laughs> He's like, Peach, don't don't go. Like oh, fuck. Just let me post this on Facebook and I'll be right over there to help you out.
1: Oh, my Grubhub's almost here, babe. Live <laughs> Grubhub in Rhode Island? Uh I don't know. Oh man, that place sucks. I don't know.
0: They have Uber. Alright, good for them. They do have Uber, yeah. Nice. So we mm-hmm. know they hate women. They do hate women. That's right. <laughs> yep, that's the whole thing with the state of Rhode Island. Anywhere the Uber is, w- women are hated there. We love clams. We hate women. Rhode oh, Island the clam
1: cakes are so good. Ew, clam cakes. That's. Oh, that legitimately makes me want to throw up just the the name of whatever that is. I don't – oh, that's disgusting.
0: It's so good.
1: They're amazing. Oh, no, stop it. Hey, that's the end of our show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, split-screen gaming podcast. Maybe – I don't know. We'll talk offline about this. Maybe Wednesday's our new day. Who knows? Yeah. Thanks for joining us. You can always reach out to us at – I was supposed to say GameStop.com. <laughs> that's not us. Buy all of our merchandise
0: <laughs> at GameStop.com. <laughs>
1: uh split screen gaming podcast at gmail.com facebook instagram all that fun shit twitter the tweets and the splits and all that uh bye everybody
0: peace tiger lilies
1: i'm not gonna end with tiger lilies